Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, sucker? Grab a sandwich pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sandwich pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sandwich pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sandwich pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 357 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tyler. Join me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Cables. What's up, buddy? Oh, man. Pretty tired. I actually went on a walk or something today, like around the uh, neighborhood, because, well, <laughs> I have to do something in order to try to keep myself in work shape. <laughs> but uh, other than that, though, eh, it's been kind of like a somber week so far, but uh, at least I've been able to play some games and definitely have been able to pick up a new game today, which Persona 5 Royal, I will be starting that relatively soon. Still in the middle of playing that alongside uh, the other games. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. Um, we went for a nice. We've been going on since it's been. We've been pretty spoiled, you know, the last few weeks or so with. Uh, excuse me, with weather that uh, took the dogs for a nice walk because we have three of them. We have a uh, one of them's a one's twelve. And she's a, she's a bigger girl, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, we take her for like, we'll take her for a walk first, and she just, we take her for like, you know, she can't go as far. So if we just take her for a nice little little walk, you know, good 10 minute walk, and then we take the two little ones with us, and we go on a nice little 20, 30 minute walk every day. So that's been pretty nice, you know. Like I said, just getting out of the house, getting your mind right a little bit, giving, your, giving yourself some of that vitamin D, you know. Um, yep. Yeah, same thing, just trying to <sighs> stay somewhat sane as much as we can in these times, you know. Yeah, pretty uh, much so. And, yeah, in the corn times, as as I hear people calling it now, which I kind of like. Corn times. Corn times. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, I've heard a couple people say it. I'm like, that's fucking that's fucking funny. I don't know why it got me though. The first time I heard corn it. Corn times. That's just <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know, doing okay. Otherwise, been working a lot, unfortunately. Uh, it's Wednesday, so these like my only it's my only day off, my only night off. <laughs> unfortunately so which sucks but um yeah same thing as you though just uh going for walks and getting some gaming in when i can so uh yeah it's kind of what's going on with us you know it, nothing too exciting as we're you know continue on with all the bullshit going on in the world nothing great just trying to make a as fun trying to make it as you know as good as possible it's kind of weird you know <laughs> like because we like i'll be sitting on this like playing games and like i'm having a really good time and then like you just like this like sense of like doom just hits you not the game but just like actual doom hits you where it's like oh yeah there's like this really shitty thing going on outside right now i know it's definitely weird it's like quintessentially it's kind of like an existential sense of dread that you have like in the back of your mind knowing that a lot of the outside stuff, the my sharona virus going on you know and it's like (laughs) do you say the my sharona virus yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly what I've been calling it since a lot of other places like on social media and this and that and like even on YouTube 
are censoring the actual virus. And so I'm just going to go ahead and just nickname it just the Sharon, My Sharona virus. We'll call it the My Sharona Quarantimes. <laughs> <laughs> just combine them together. <laughs> That's but, pretty uh, clever. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Whatever, like, when it, like instead of like that sense of dread, what they have like, oh shit, this shitty thing is going on. You just hear that song playing in the back in your, in your back of your head. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> oh man, oh, my like, gosh. That's, that's funny. Every, that's a good one. Well, that's just the thing though. Every because I've been inside like my house for a lot of the time. It's like my mind just keeps going all over the place in terms of like just the random crap just entertain myself. Hell, I was playing Animal Crossing New Horizons just a couple days ago, and all of a sudden, you know, it's like I'm gathering materials, and just a thought bubble comes up to my head, and I'm just, like, just trying to sell things to, like, the like the Nook children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And while I'm doing that, you know, I, I grab, like, a little bits of, like, the weeds that I've been pulling around there, and I'm like, I go up to the damn raccoon, it's like, hey, hey, little raccoon boy. It's like, you want some more weed? <laughs> <laughs> It's just this random shit like that. It's just, oh god, it's like when people get like quarantined for like such a long while, and they just try to entertain them. So like day one, day two, then only way you zoom up to day five, and it's no, 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 not like day five, like about day ten, and all of a sudden they're just just randomly just like spouting nonsense and gibberish. I I get it. I I posted a picture on Twitter the other day of like, uh, like. I was like, day, I don't remember anymore this quarantine. It's like I've ran out of clean clothes and I'm wearing my Untitled Goose Game shirt <laughs> and these like like glittery pink and white pajama pants with Golden Girl socks. I'm like, I, I need to do laundry. <laughs> that's, that's where we've come in this world. You know, it's funny. Yeah. It's like I I usually do my laundry and all of a sudden my mom just like just pops in my room and was like, hey, I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and wash your clothes for you. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> You could have told me this an hour ago. <laughs> no. I already did them. Oh my gosh! No, no, no. It's just uh, it's it's just the same sense all along the house and everything. It's like everybody wants everybody's like doing their own thing and stuff like that. The only ones that really are traveling outside is like my mom and I. We're just going either to get some supplies or going out to the, get a coffee and then come back home, pretty much. <laughs> because yeah. the places around here are like open. Are like the coffee, like just the coffee drive-through for some places, oh, and like bitch. food. Yeah, that, yeah, like that. Our Starbucks closed right next to me, so that's oh, that's that's pretty. Did it have a travel window stuff. or did it not? Yeah, it, I just think, I just wonder because it's been kind of like hit and miss of like what businesses are still open for the carryout stuff. Like, like some are like open, but they got like weird hours, or some are just like oh yeah, through, they were open for a little bit, but they just weren't making any money. It's like staying open. Oh my gosh! So they just, yeah, it's it's that just type closed. of it's just that type of ramification. Like some places are open from like ten to six. Some are like open until like around like banks are open. Like oh, especially the Wells Fargo Bank around here is like open for like maybe three hours tomorrow, and it's like oh, oh wow, God. it's like just, yeah. No, sorry, sorry about like our bank and like the bank that I go to down the street is they just do drive through only, but they have normal hours. But um, yeah, it's. It's some weird times. It's definitely like I'll been... tell you what. What's more hilarious about it is that Wells Fargo just got through just trying to close down their drive-up window because mm. of like they wanted to get like people like <laughs> either go into their 
ATM or just go inside for weird things. And all of a sudden, after this, uh, this my coronavirus happened, it's like they just they can't get anybody inside their bank, so they have to get the the drive up window. They reopen that again in order to get things. You know, I just thought it was pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, bad bad time bad timing on that one. But yeah, oh, it's it's weird. Like it's it's kind of weird because like sometimes I feel guilty for like having a good time, but it's like at the same time though, it's like. I think we all need to like, you know, like find a way to enjoy ourselves. Like you said, like day 10 or whatever it is of quarantine. And, you know, you just goof around like selling weed to children, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not just any type of children. Raccoon children. Rac- raccoon children, yeah. That, that, raccoon that, boy. You want to yeah. <laughs> buy some weed? <laughs> <laughs> That's G- Gable's day 300 of this. He's gonna, he's not going to realize what's Animal Crossing, what's real life anymore. <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna like, I just, I just imagine you walking down the street, trying to sell like weed to actual real life, like raccoons. Like that. Hey, why won't you give me any bells? Oh God! Oh God! You <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> just trying try like... to try, trying to buy this house that that this raccoon's standing in front of, and you have a bell in your hand. <laughs> Is this enough bells? Is this enough bells for you? raccoon just looks up at me just stares and all of a sudden eyes twitches and just runs away <laughs> get back here no get back here <laughs> you just walk around with transils in your pocket oh god <laughs> oh my god well since we're on the subject and stuff why don't we talk a little bit about what we've been playing <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah, we've been already discussing it for a while so might as well yeah. okay so basically yeah i've just been playing a lot of animal crossing new horizons and it's just in between it's. I've just been going, drifting back and forth to upgrading the house. I managed to get a couple of different shops open, like say the actual main hub where Tom Nook is at and stuff. He's already had the his main uh, center and stuff already built, so his building is already completed and stuff. And I was able to get the uh, tailor in town and stuff. So like the the it's pretty much the Able sisters, right? And they're like two of these hedgehogs, Mabel and Sable, and so basically. They are responsible. Why, why is Brock Lesnar's wife in this game? I want to know this right now. <laughs> well, that would be pretty much entertaining for the next few hours, that's for sure. Yeah, but yeah. anyway. Spy a couple of magazines with her on the cover. Yeah. No, what's kind of hilarious, though, is like uh, you have... I already went through... And I didn't know I, that you can only open like one new shop at a time. So I did both these options the same day, you know. he It's like Nook announced that he's going to be redoing the whole like... Uh, conference center and stuff that he has is but uh, i was able to get the able sister stuff done that same day and so i had to wait two days for the able sisters just <laughs> to open up and so yeah they, they sell clothes and sell like accessories and stuff but uh, you have to speak with uh sable who's like sitting at her uh sewing machine and stuff every day because sooner or later it's going to allow you to actually make your own custom design like shirts and like hats and stuff like that so I'm just waiting upon doing that. But uh, no, other types of funny stuff is like I, a couple nights ago, I decided to try to attempt to create my own tarantula island. And so basically what I was doing is I was just, I was going around, pulling up everything, chopping down all the trees on this, uh, on these islands that I fly out to. So inside Animal Crossing New Horizons, there's a feature where you get this nook ticket, right? And it gets you to one of, uh, like, I think six randomly generated islands that you can visit. 
And so basically they're supposed to have rare things like insects, fish, fruit, like materials, you know, and all that stuff. What I ended up doing and how you try to spawn a mount, you know, there's like a whole, a lot of tarantulas. One, you have to do this like around seven o'clock at night or later. And uh, it's, this can only happen during nighttime because tarantulas only come out at night. So I had to cut down every tree, pull up every flower, pretty much like uh, scare off any animals and stuff. So that way it would be like a level, it would be like a clear island. And basically what's supposed to happen is like if you see like any other insects that are like just generating, popping up, you got to scare them off. And so I did that. I also went to the extra measures of each corner of the islands and stuff, making like a gigantic L <laughs> like in the corners. So that way, if I do encounter one, I can just trap them all over the sides. So I did a little experiment. I tried it and yeah, it was starting to work. I was actually encountering a bunch of tarantulas. <laughs> What's kind of funny, I tried doing it without like the whole like sand stuff and I ended up getting bit so many times that I, <laughs> my character kept on dying. <laughs> It just plopping up, like, right in the center. You can die in fucking Animal Crossing? Oh, yeah, this one you can. You can actually respawn up to the, uh... But when you're actually going out to an island and stuff like that, you can actually spawn back to where the the plane and stuff is at. Where this, uh, this Dodo bird, and that's the thing. It's like this, uh, big old, like, Dodo Express line, you know. And, uh, you have this... You have these two, like, freaking Dodos, right? That uh, one's Orville. He's the one that uh, mainly just takes a lot of, like, uh, your tickets and, like, files everything and stuff for you in order to, like, uh, get the get you, like, uh, a plane and everything. And then you have his co-worker, Wilbur, who's kind of a little bit lower voice in terms of that. But uh, he says he's incredibly, like, weird and, like, fucking funny, like, things. Like, oh, gosh. Like, uh, every time that uh, you finish up with an island or something like that, you talk with Wilbur and stuff like that, it's, like... It just goes into some, like, random gibberish or something like that. And yeah. it always is random. Every single time, different words. So, it's basically, it'll say words that's like Muffin Top or, like, uh, <laughs> R&B or, like, like, Delta Oscar Whisker. You know, just all this random, like, uh, generated, like, uh, just aviator talk, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, going back on the Tarantula Island stuff, just I just think of like Ralphie from Simpsons when I hear that. Oh my god! I don't know why. I just pictured him when you we talk about this character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> this tastes like grandma. That's oh just god! The... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pop sensation. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh, now I'm just I'm just envisioning freaking Ralphie in the middle of a tarantula island. <laughs> oh no, yeah, he'd definitely be in danger there. <laughs> hey, I made friends with the hairy cats. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, you just see these little freaking tarantulas crawling all over them because they have freaking barbed wire in their bellies and everything else like that, and just start scraping everything. Ah, ah. Oh, God, this would make sense for how Ralphie dies. Oh God. Well, anyway, besides that, <laughs> the whole Tarantula Island thing was a huge success for me. I had to try it twice inside of one night, and I accumulated about 60 tarantulas. <laughs> so I captured about 60 tarantulas, took them all over to, uh, I 
basically had a video that I think I uploaded onto Twitter or somewhere where I literally covered my entire, like, landscape outside my house with all these crates of tarantulas, like, around the island <laughs> that uh, I got back home. And so when I went over to Timmy and Tommy Nook's, like, business and stuff, I did, I deposited all those things, and I ended up earning a good solid 384,000 bells. <laughs> And to be put into perspective of things, that was enough to actually pay off the rest of the, my freaking room and stuff that I have for Nook. And what's kind of hilarious, it's when uh, you're building like houses and stuff like that, and you have Nook just add on different type of things, the bell amount will go up. So say if you start with like 98,000, it'll go up to like about maybe 298,000, and all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's like 350,000 or something like that. I'm basically to the point now where I'm like almost half a million. And I'm probably going to be <laughs> paying that off, like, uh, relatively soon because of... I only have, like, maybe a 200-and-something thousand left because I've been accumulating so much that I've been, like, catching, like, all these tarantulas and all this other stuff. So what I'm saying is I'm pretty... I'm getting pretty close to maximizing my options with my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you I, can just have... You, you mean make a tarantula farm? You know, Gable's a tarantula farmer. Yeah. Oh, God. No, what's kind of hilarious about it is, like, I was just hunting all these tarantulas, like, with my ski cap and, like, with my freaking bulldog jacket that I found inside the game. I'm like, well, I know what I'm going to be creating this. It's like a tarantula pet shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But other than that, I was just doing a whole bunch of crafting, doing a whole bunch of, like, other stuff, trying to fill up the Critterpedia inside of uh, Animal Crossing, which, to be perfectly honest with you, I have been getting a fair amount and what's kind of also hilarious though is i've been finding a lot of these fossils too and you don't know what you're gonna get until you actually go to blathers and stuff like that the owl inside of his museum and have him assess the fossil and then he'll once he gets done <laughs> assessing a fossil he'll just go through in high pitch he's like <laughs> he'll just go through just like just screech like an like an owl and stuff like that and then go into details say Oh, you know what? This is cool and all that, but I already got some of this, which is starting to become more frequent now as like I'm getting repeats of different fossils. But uh, it'll actually go into detail about each and every like each and every like say fossil or the creatures you donate to the museum, like either insect or fish and stuff, and give you a little brief descriptions and stuff like that. And there's a lot of fish that I didn't even like was aware of in that regards did you know there's a zebra turkey fish what the <laughs> fuck huh well basically what it is is like it's a it's a medium-sized fish but it has these like freaking like uh these almost like scales or these flappers or something like that that uh they're like poisonous or some sort of crap like that it's just it's kind of interesting how much i'm actually learning about actual animals now that uh, you know from a game itself <laughs> but uh oh gosh oh boy other than that though i've been getting a whole lot of other like villagers like uh, to my uh town as well i believe now i have around five villagers other than uh tom nook isabel and the abel sisters so and blathers as well obviously but uh yeah five separate ones that you can just recruit and stuff and yeah getting that whole stuff done i mean I kid you not, Tyler. I've spent over a good solid 40 hours playing Animal Crossing New Horizons now. Damn. 
And that's that's actually pretty damn impressive, considering that I've had the game since its release date, and it's like, what, 11 days or so now since then? Yeah, yeah it's been about a week and a half, yeah. Like it's all a week and a half, almost got like about two weeks worth of like uh, playthroughs, and I have a bunch of friends who are either playing the game or trying to time skip and do this all their other like crap in order to try to advance days further so I can get every freaking thing. But uh, that's not all I've been playing, though. <laughs> no, what I have been going through is I've been playing... I did play a little bit more of Doom. I played through the entirety of the second level. And this is the time where... This is the point, even, like, say, on the easy setting that I had it on, I still had a good amount of difficulty trying to go through the waves of enemies and try to get adjusted with everything. <laughs> but... Uh, it's kind of like the thing that we touched upon last week or last recording that we had where you have to go through these specific waves of enemies inside of a sequence because you got to know the weakness of each individual enemy or else you're going to struggle <laughs> pretty intensely. I mean, I actually died a few times in this level and I'm thinking to myself, okay, how could I come how could I actually go through and uh dissect this monster this way or how can I actually go through this way or that way and I've had to use my chainsaw quite a bit of times but I did get the whole flamethrower so I'm pretty good with uh I'm actually pretty fine with that because this thing I got the modification to where I can actually upgrade it to where it actually goes like longer and stuff like for bigger enemies <laughs> yeah but uh now I actually got to the point where the expanded health armor and like ammo stuff is actually readily apparent what's kind of different about this kind of system instead of like picking one of the three you actually have to let's just say if you want a specific stat on top of like a different perk on top of like unlocking either a health or an armor upgrade or what type of combination have it that there are special other perks that unlock with it if you say for example get two slots of, like, one perk, if that makes sense. But, uh, basically what I'm trying to say is, for each individual, like, perk and stuff, they have two slots right here, where it's either an armor, or a health, or an ammo upgrade, and once you fill up the two, it's like you unlock that main perk that you can have on, like, the Doom Slayer. And on top of that, I also am going through and, uh, discovering bits of relics, which I got my first relic, and I've just been trying to use that a little bit. But uh, yeah, you were right when you were when uh, you were talking about the whole platforming stuff. I mean, there was a lot. There was a lot of platforming in, in chapter two that uh, I wasn't really quite ready for. And there was some of those like platforms and stuff like that that kind of drop in the middle of everything if you wait too long. <laughs> and plus, it introduces the whole dashing function, which that kind of yeah. complicates things as well. You know, it's like. I'm trying to attach on to the cliff edge or something of uh, to try to get further in the level, but I got to go through and do this like not only a double dash, but I got to do it just right so I can hit that uh, that dash icon or something in the middle that I can actually get an additional two and stuff, you know, replenishing my uh, yeah, like bar well, like, and everything else. That's one thing. Like you get those uh, ruins or whatever the camera what they called, but like you can uh, actually upgrade like some of your your abilities. Yeah. Like, one of the first things I did with those is, like, I upgraded it so, like, my dash refills faster. Right. Because nothing's more frustrating than, like, you're, like, midair and you dash two times or you dash too quickly and, like, fuck. 
and like you, you get some with the if you get that one that fills up fast enough, you can like sometimes gives that chance to recover, you know. Because oh, yeah. I don't know how, how many times I've how many how many how much health I've lost just fucking falling repeatedly over and over again because yeah, I, I, I know, can see that double spazzy. Yeah, I can see that because I've had that issue too a couple different times where I've miscued like a, a jump or miscued like a direction that I had to go in, like kind of. It was kind of like disorienting though, like in some places too, where I'm trying to trying to work like the platforming and stuff to my benefit, but I don't know exactly where I'm supposed to go. And so I've been ended up like falling into pitfalls because I thought I'd go in this direction, but uh, yeah. I, some... I, I, I look at my map constantly in this game. One, to find like hidden stuff and collectibles, but also to like, because I have that same issue sometimes where like sometimes it's like, the the like kind of the thing with the game is like always follow the green like you see green lights that means go that direction but, yeah uh, I always I check it constantly just to make sure like because sometimes you can't tell like what's a ledge you can grab and what's just like a part that's a background that you can't like so like I'll dash or something thinking like oh maybe there's something hidden over there and I'll dash to like this cliff and I'll like think I'll just automatically grab onto it and pull me up but it's not actually something you can climb up onto and you just fall to my I'll just fall and die and then respawn so it's like yeah I I've I've found the like I use my map constantly, and that's another thing I, I upgraded with my with the abilities was like the dash, and then like you can set up to like you can actually see like the collectibles on the map, or right. And so it makes it like, and like you can also make auto maps, right? Like you can just see the whole thing as soon as the level starts. You can just see everywhere you're gonna go. Right, so right. Like, those that's helped me a lot in that case too, where it's like dying because you're like curiosity dying, where you think you can go that way but you can't. Well, yeah, exactly the point. It's like. When you're trying to go and like uh, go through a specific section in a chapter, and you're you're going well, you're doing everything. You just got through with a couple of waves of enemy, and all of a sudden you have to go into this section where you have to go through a lot of the different platforming and stuff. Especially if you're like inside of hell and stuff, and you got to do all mm-hmm. these random like platforms. I have to jump from platform to platform, and yeah, good luck if like say if you jump onto a like a like a fallable platform and stuff and you have to go yeah. through these like walls of flames in order to try to get to the next one and like because if you don't do it quick enough it's going to drop you down and you cannot get back <laughs> and for some no. spots you cannot get back up unless you want to fall into a freaking like fire pit or something and it just ch- get, burns off chunks of damage before you can get back yeah it's that sort of like old school sort of uh level design that i actually was not expecting while playing through well, at least the beginning of this chapter, to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. So yeah, I know I've been taking my time with uh, Doom Eternal, but it kind of it's kind of like that type of a game where I could see bits of elements of like just playing a game like Doom, but it kind of it kind of reminds me of exploration wise, sort of like a Metroid Prime in a way. And I'll tell you why. The reason why I kind of think that is because I don't. Because a lot of the platforming elements and everything else is kind of like the same types of like frustrations I came across when I was playing a game like Metroid Prime, where even though that game is fantastic, and I definitely would advise anybody who's like even remotely likes a game, like say like Doom or this or that and stuff, try a game like Metroid Prime because that damn thing, it's like it has explorations, got things like that, a little bit more mellow in terms of the enemy spawn rates and that sort of stuff, but. Uh, Anyway, going a little bit back, though, it's like with uh, Doom Eternal, <clears throat> another thing I wanted to try to wanted to bring up right here is I ended up finding that specific sort of like gauntlet room 
or something like that for when you have to slay all these different demons and stuff in order to try to get like five of these uh, skill points. I yeah. want to say, yeah, that is incredibly tough. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially like the purple ones. Because oh, yeah. the red ones, there's like two in every level. Then there's the purple ones. And there's only six. The Slayer Gates is what they're called. Yes. And you gotta find the key to get into them. Those ones are fucking tough. Well, I'll tell you really what. Really tough. Though, it's like I found the key. I went into the room. I got through most of the stuff, but I encountered a couple of new enemies that are even tougher yeah. than what I've been going through. But what I like is the game actually actively tells you, hey. You know, you didn't get it this time and stuff, but come back here and retry the mission and stuff because, you know, you'll have more weapons later on that you can use and do this and that. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like, well, that's actually some pretty smart level design. They put it in there so that you would get a taste of it, but they actively tell you, it's like, hey, come back here when you're stronger. You'll have a better time playing through it. And, I'm, yeah, and, and after the first attempt, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll just go. <laughs> yeah, well, and also because, like, uh, you'll see enemies in there before you actually, like fight them in like the actual main game right so like that was like like the first one i, I did i beat it but it took me like, i don't even know how many attempts a dozen probably but i beat it but i was just like i was like th- it threw me off where i'm like i'm fighting enemies i don't even know how to like i've never seen these ones before because like every time you see a new enemy they'll like pause and it'll like show you like these are the weak points and this is how you, and it's like here's a weapon like that helps you or something you can do to like attack them you know like to help you with fight these enemies yeah and there you don't get if you're seeing them for the first time but you don't get that like hey here's how you take out the snake ladies here's how you you know you take out take out this enemy it's just like here they here they are there's 10 of them right there in front of your face good luck <laughs> oh man what i do like is that upgrade where you have this like power fist sort of like moved yeah where if it's oh the blood up, punch yeah the blood punch man yeah when you charge that up and all of a sudden you can actually just like knocked out like a wave of like uh, the basic enemies or something like that it just feels so satisfying yeah and I'll, I'll tell you what though even though there are some little bit of quirks and frustrations that i've had inside of just going through doing material so far i'm still having a lot of fun with it there's still a lot of like great moments and stuff i kind of feel like that even even though that's going on and stuff like that man they've really just shoved a hell of a lot of enemies like a hell of a lot of waves of enemies yes yeah. All at once at you, man. It's like, it's almost exhausting. Yes. I mean, it's very exhausting. Much so. And that's part of the reason why I've been doing this like in a chapter by chapter chunk because I'm getting exhausted as soon as I get done with one level, one chapter. Yeah. yeah. No, that's and that's exactly kind of where I'm at too, where it's like, where it's like, it's taking me, you know, it's taking me, it's been over, like, yeah, about a week and a half now since it came out. And I, I'm pretty close to the end. I think I got a couple levels left. Um, but I'm the same way where it's like each level is, I mean, I'm sure if you flew through it, you could probably beat them in an hour. But it, like I'm taking my time, like trying to find collectibles and all of the extra life, the one ups and shit like that. And like, so it's probably taking me an hour and a half or so to beat these levels. And it's just right. like, like at the end of the level and you're just like, <sighs> like you finally take a breath and it's like, you're so, like you said, like. You're exhausted. You're stressed out. It's so frustrating. And it's like a good frustration, you know? And oh, it's yeah. just like, I don't want to play another level. It's like, I mean, the, the last one, I think I didn't really feel that too much, I don't think. Or because, like, I remember uh, Doom and Uncharted 4 came out the same week. So I remember, right. like, I talked about when it came out in, like, in 2016 when that happened. Like, I played Doom one day, and then the next day I played Uncharted 4. And I alternated playing them. And it was kind of great where it's like, I don't think I ever got that first, like, that, like, that oh man like i can't play anymore because like i just i had another game to go to that was you know uncharted 4 is exhilarating 
it's gonna be a free game next week too that's gonna be awesome well yeah but it's like uh it's like i don't have that like kind of breaker game right now you know what i mean like the kind of like something <laughs> i could play i want to play games but it's like man the thought of playing doom right now just sounds exhausting like i just want to kind of like i want like a fun like a fun game to play. It's like Doom is fun, don't get me wrong, but it's like I don't want that stressful, exhausting game that's gonna have me on the edge of my seat kind of game. Uh, but I'm still don't get me wrong. Like I'm still I'm loving this game. Like I don't love like I like it's, it's, my my opinions are more the same from last week where it's I don't I'm not loving the platforming. Right. Uh, I think especially like later in the game they kind of get a little too deep into the platforming where there's whole sections of just like there's not a lot of enemies. It's just platforming, and oh. I don't like the platforming is not fun enough to me to like want to keep like that makes me just want to play for five minutes just platform um like there there might be some like i don't i like it from like adds some like it makes it i think the platforming elements they bring add some coolness to the battles where like now i have the dashing i could there's like swings i can jump on to give me some air and then like i have one of the ruins that i can like i can hit the l2 and it'll like kind of slow down time for like four seconds so mm-hmm. I can like line up shots or use like different weapons and like kind of give me a champ. No, excuse me, that, that kind of a breather there. Like, okay, read the room. What do we got here? Oh, okay, I'm fucked. All right, but it's like it's just it gives you that break. I, I love it, but I don't love it from like I love it in the battle. But I don't really care for it too much outside of the battles. Like they perfected it really well in the game, and it's I, I don't know. Like I love this game. It's gonna be my game of the year, if not the top. I mean, unless something comes out incredible, it's going to be one of the top games of the year for me, for sure. And maybe ever, you know, like, like June 2016 was, but it's like, um, oh, fuck, I just forgot what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm, I got it now. I got it back now. But it's like, at the end of the, the first Doom, like, I felt like it was kind of long on the tooth a little bit, where it's like, you probably could have cut out, like, a couple hours there towards the end, that back third of that game. Oh, easily. Could have been, been a couple hours, because it felt like you were, like you were saying, like, it's just onside of waves of enemies, and it's like... I've fought this waves of enemies already. It's like, now you're just changing up the combination, adding more. And it's like my same complaint. Like uncharted two is a, a fantastic game. Love that game. One of my favorite yeah. games, but I made a top 50 list. It'd probably it'd be in there for sure. And it's like, that was my, my biggest point of the game. It's like, it's 27 chapters. It could probably only need to be like 21. And same with this, same with like doom 2016. And maybe this game where it's like, it could probably be a few hours shorter to like take out a little bit of that back in there. And it'd probably be, a, it'd be a lot better of a game and let's say it's not i mean it's like doom to me doom 2016 is like a 9.8 you know and this game's about the same so it's like i'm it's nitpicking in a game where i don't have anything to complain about really you know what i mean it's like and it, it, i don't know it's it's funny it's weird to complain about a game that you love that much where it's just like it's just more of that game that you love very much well yeah but it's just like it's but you're just so goddamn exhausted I'm just so tired, Gables. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's so much. I can't take it. It's so hard. The game's too goddamn hard. I'm playing on normal. I don't get it, man. I'm watching like people talk. Like I watch like gameplay of like people playing on the hardest setting, and they're just fucking flying through this game. I'm like, how? How are you doing this? They like, probably I'm played on... the other game pretty much to agnosium, or they're probably used to first-person shooters to that extent. <laughs> yeah, it's like the people that play Halo on Legendary. I'm like, how? How do you do this? It's just it, this is this is nuts. Well, it's like or like I don't I don't get it. I don't, we're kinda, I don't, I don't know how, how people are good at games. I don't get it, Gables. Well, you know, for this case and scenario, both of us don't really play first person shooters to the extreme extent like some other gamers that we know do. Yeah, like okay. it's not going to be our first like genre to go to. I mean, 
I mean, hell, I'm more so better in terms of playing through a game that's like an RPG or like an action platformer or whatsoever, more so than I am a first-person shooter. And I think that's kind of like the bridge of like me trying to get used to the whole fast-paced action of Doom Eternal as opposed to like, say, anything else. <laughs> because they definitely have like that type of style that other shooters have, you know, the whole Twitch-based like action in terms of like precision shooting, this and that. And I'm kind of feeling like I'm not even precise enough at some points because the sensitivity for the PS4 controller, I need to probably adjust that a little bit more. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you know, it's just that that type of, like, precise movement and that type of precise, like, aiming you need in a game like Doom Eternal because it's like, that's the difference between getting a good solid headshot that's going to go ahead and take out this demon or you dying on the 10th the upteen time because you can't turn your damn stick fast enough in order to get the damn thing going. Yeah. Well, and I've actually heard people that that play on PS4 that like there's that back button you can buy now for your um, oh yeah controller, and there's like you can you can actually make like, you can map the controller and put two there's two buttons on that on that back button thing I don't remember what it's called uh, the adapter and you can like you can map two different buttons to that to those two. Uh-huh. So I've heard people like talk about they they mapped the the jump and the dash to it, so like you can still so you're still you're not moving. Your um, anything like you're not using the, the the X square and triangle and all that like everything's all with the joystick with the, the you know left and right joystick and then um, the L two and R two and the back buttons like hmm. so like, I've heard people talk about playing that playing it that way and it's made it way made a way difference for them too so huh. like, I, I'm like I was actually tempted there like this is like where everything went to shit and I'm like oh man like. Uh, I might go to GameStop and like order one, like get that, or go to Walmart, but then everything with the shit. So it's like, ah, oh, I'll just, I don't need it that bad. Cause it's like, I think it's like thirty bucks or something. But yeah, it's roughly around that type of stuff, though. But uh, yeah, I think I just need to play a little bit more and stuff, get more used to it. Cause it's only my second uh, attempt, you know, second try in order to try to play a little more Doom Eternal. But uh, yeah, man. Other than that, though, I was playing a little bit of Castlevania. Symphony mm-hmm. of the Night, I tried to stream for roughly, it lasted like about an hour and stuff. I was trying to do like a practice for like a speed run. I got about like an hour 15, hour and 13 minutes, got through 56% of the first castle, which comparing it to one of my other save files and stuff is definitely a lot quicker than what I did for one of my other playthroughs. But uh, I ran across a bunch of problems trying to speed run this game. I mean... Not just, like, the whole, like, uh, me not knowing a lot of techniques, but my whole key scenario and my whole key focus upon this was trying to get 100% of pretty much, not everything, but just, like, just getting 100% in general in terms of map percentage and stuff and getting that completed before I end up beating the game. Now, the couple of the issues that I've been coming across that I personally came across was there were... There was one issue where I couldn't find the Iron Shield inside this game, and I had to look it up a little bit after I went through and just ended that stream for tonight. Mm-hmm. I had a couple people that were watching. I It was my first attempt to try to speed run this game, but there's a combo that I can go through and do if I have the Shield Rod and the Iron Shield, which actually makes certain boss battles in that first castle a lot easier, especially if you're very under level like I was. Now, the case in point, there's an enemy inside of the uh, of one of the areas inside the regular castle 
where it's like a winged guardian, which is like a gargoyle, pretty much, that with a spear and a shield. And if you beat that thing enough times, it'll drop this uh, iron shield. You combine that by going, by getting the shield rod inside of the Colosseum portion of the castle. So you have to navigate this, like, this, all this undead-fested, like, room of all these enemies and stuff like that. Just bone muskets, like these Valhalla knights and all these other, like, crazy undead enemies in order to try to get the shield rod. And so basically what you do is, like, when you have the shield rod com combined with any type of, like, shield and stuff, it does a specific type of, like, action when you press both the, the uh, circle and the square button. So, for example, if you have the leather shield and you press it at the same time, it summons a cow. <laughs> <laughs> it actually summons a cow, like, and you get, like, some, like, a boost instead of one of your stats. If you have the knight shield, it actually summons an armored horse. And for... The iron shield, the one I was trying to do, it's like technically the third shield that you that you could potentially get. But like I said before, I need to use it in some of these boss battles because the last boss battle that I went through that I did beat, but I decided just to end my run there because it potentially killed what time I was going to try to aim for was the battle against all rocks. And so I went to the all rocks quarters, which this is this gigantic area to where you need the bat familiar you need not the bat familiar but you need the bat transformation for alucard in order to get to that point and so i went to that area knowing full well it's like yeah this is going to be a tough ass battle and so i ended up trying to boost up my my mad my intelligence and stuff by using the night shield and the shield rod weapon equipped and i'll tell you what the first form of all rocks yeah that that was fine that was fine i was able to do that and stuff but the second form the second form was the most mind-numbingly frustrating battle I've had playing against him. Because he does this particular movement where if he loses a bunch of HP, he will start shooting fireballs, right? And not just like one or two fireballs. No, he freaking, he freaking Gatling guns these freaking fireballs like all over the place. And basically here I am, I'm trying to get in on him, trying to at least you know, destroy him, and I'm getting kicked back with a bunch of these different fireballs all at once that he's shooting off, and finally, it's going to be about a good solid five or ten minutes just to get the stupid boss dead, <laughs> and uh, afterwards, yeah, I pretty much quit the game right then and there, because it's like, <laughs> you know what, <sighs> first attempt, I learned a bunch of different things, the next time that I go through with attempt on this, I am definitely going to go through and try something completely different. Because <laughs> I need to go and get that Iron Shield first, and then go back to that particular area. So, my first attempt to try a speed run of a game, yeah, it didn't go so well. But at the same point, I, inside of one hour of playing that game, I was managing, I managed to almost get over half of one castle done. So, I'm going to be working on that, trying to learn a little bit more techniques, I may have to practice this whole technique that I was looking into in terms of when you're doing a backdash as Alucard, you can, you know, switching back and forth between that and lifting up, like, your shield. And it does sort of this, like, crazy-ass, like, uh, backdash to where you can actually zoom across the freaking map on the ground. <laughs> like, the... <laughs> yeah, but uh, it would be better understanding if I actually showed you what I meant. But, uh, but yeah, it's still a work in progress. I still love playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night and all that. I mean, that game has been out since, like, 1997 on the PlayStation. 
and I'm playing on the PS4. Still love it. I've completed it. I've gotten the platinum for Castlevania Requiem, like when it came out, quintessentially. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, gaming related for me. Was there something that you've been playing other than Doom Eternal? Uh, no, nothing else for me. Just playing Doom. Uh, I, I was telling you before the show, I, I redownloaded some uh, our uh, internet provider, like took off data caps for the oh. until like until like end of May, I think. Wow, which is which is great because we went well over our um um data cap. We get a thousand gigs a month, and uh, we went way over it. Um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, like you know, Doom came out, and then like I downloaded that Call of Duty Warzone and shit like that, and those like those two alone were like 180 gigs and shit. And then oh shit. Plus, we're home more a little more often, uh, so uh, streaming a lot more stuff. And then uh, I don't know if I mentioned last week on the show or not, but we got birds now. Um, oh, you got birds. Yeah, Courtney got birds. Uh, so we got three birds in the bedroom. So uh, she like they like they like to listen to music and they'll actually like sing along to the music. Not like they just chirp along really, but like uh. when, like they love like to listen to music. So we constantly <laughs> streaming music in the in the bedroom like pretty much twenty four seven for them. And so that's killed a lot of gigs. So it's been great. So I went ahead and just like re-downloaded a bunch of shit. So like I'm like after I beat Doom, uh, I'm gonna get. Uh, I think I'm gonna finally sit down and play and give Resident, excuse me, Resident Evil Two a real shot. Um, yeah, I haven't played it since like the like the wiki came out. <laughs> I take that back. I played it. I played it like when it first came out, and that's when I first met Courtney. And then like we, you know, just, shit got in the way. And then uh, I tried. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> boobs you know uh anyways uh then i tried jumping back in like a couple months later and it's just like i'm like four hours into the game i'm just like i don't know what's going on so i just quit playing so I th- i'm just gonna like restart the game and like jump into that because i don't have anything i really want to play for a while um oh my like, god that... yeah maybe not until like say resident evil 3 is supposed to be like releasing this month i think <sighs> yeah actually on tuesday it comes or uh, not tuesday this friday it comes out so um yeah um yeah, I redownloaded that. I redownloaded Days Gone because I want to give that another shot. Because I, I finally sat down and played it, but I played it on day, on uh, Extra Life, so a bad day to try to jump into a new game, especially when I was already like fourteen hours in to Extra Life. So like all games are terrible at that point to me. Right. Um. So I'm like, I'm gonna give this another shot and sit down and play it. And then um, I I I redownload uh, Death Stranding. <laughs> You're gonna so, try that again? Yeah. I'm just like I got like that's kind of like my uh. Like three games I want to like from last year. I want to just sit, jump, sit back and jump into and uh, give it a shot. Maybe see. Maybe it was just bad timing. Maybe maybe I just don't really care for these games. But I want to give it a fair shake. And then I think part of that too was the fact that Resident Evil Three is coming out. So I'm like you're a little bit of the hype mode, you know. So yeah. Um. I don't know. You remember you were excited about that game. Are you are you thinking about picking it up still? Well, possibly. Yeah, I'm still interested in playing Death Stranding. But oh no, I'm uh, Resident Evil Three. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Resident Evil Three. Yes, I am. I am interested in trying that alongside the Final Fantasy VII remake. At the same time, I just bought Persona 5 Royal, so yeah, it's probably going to be a, a it's going to be a long while before I actually go through and buy another game. Yeah, <laughs> well, I heard about the Resident Evil Three though. Like the big complaint really is like a five six hour game, so it's like, well, that's I, basically what. Uh, well, it's basically what it was originally. But yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. So but, I don't know. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, I think I'm gonna. Uh, Wait on that till it goes on sale. Probably pick that All up right. if I. All right. Well, enough with the gaming. Fifty minutes in. Uh, 
let's uh we got a lot of news to go over so uh let's jump into some of that we'll start with the big stuff first so um first up uh we have finally had that nintendo direct we've been craving for since september um it was a surprise just shadow dropped it on uh last thursday on the 26th um so it was like what i think like 28 minutes long i want to say uh, yeah yeah so kind of the main thing came out of it so the big stuff was uh we got a uh, marvel ultimate alliance 3 expansion pass 3 is out for that it's like a um, fantastic four expansion but it's a uh, I think it's the final one of the of the expansion pack. It's like twenty dollars for the whole thing. Yep. And this is the first one to actually have like more, um, like a, like a whole extra like uh, story mode to it added to it. Um, Ring Fit Adventure got like a free update where you can actually play like music for like Mario Odyssey, Splatoon Two, Breath of the Wild. Um, what else we got here? Like Panzer Dragoon remake uh, got shadow dropped. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight uh, Jedi Academy got shadow dropped. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, uh, which everybody knew about that was coming, but it's officially coming out uh, on May 29th. And not only that, it actually has like a whole extra like uh, like chapter after you beat the game to, of stuff to do, which is kind of cool. And I actually did look at, look at some like gameplay differentials on that, and it's like it's pretty incredible. Yeah, like, it's how, night how and much, day. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's actually like a full like they redid the whole game. Uh, it's not just like a remaster. Um, uh, we got that they announced we were talking about the, the Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, the Easter stuff going on. Uh, more details on the uh, the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion. I'll let you dive into that here in a minute. But uh, that's supposed to be coming out. I believe they said by the end of January is the goal. Um, we got more stuff for Bravely Default 2, some gameplay and stuff like that. But there's a demo out today you can play that. Um, a bunch of 2K games are coming out. We got the XCOM 2. Uh, with all its DLCs coming out, Borderlands Legendary Collection that has uh, one, two, and the pre-sequel on it, um, and the Bioshock uh, Collection, all all three are coming out on the same day actually on May 29th, same day as the uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, Arms is uh, is the next character, or we'll, we'll, the, the next character for the Smash Bros. Ultimate DLC will be uh, from the Arms game. No, they didn't say who yet, but they said that should be coming out by the end of June as well. Um. Well, there's a lot of like Burnout Paradise actually. That's a, I think that's the first EA game to come to um, Switch other other than FIFA. So yeah, I know, right? That's really strange. <laughs> yeah, um, Ninjala is a free to play like uh, eight person battle royale type game um, that'll be coming out at the end. I think it's like May 26. I want to say, and then uh, they announced uh, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racers coming sometime this year, and I. Th- think that's pretty much the big stuff there's like a lot of little things that were announced too um i don't know coming out of gables what did you think of this this direct to be perfectly honest with you i i did like a lot of what i've seen from this nintendo direct i really like the remastered of uh, xenoblade chronicles which that's a game that i played off and on on the wii never finished that mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh now that it's coming on now that it's actually inside a full circle coming to switch looks fantastic a lot of the stuff is definitely played the detail about what is going on in terms of uh you know added stuff to it it looks like a lot of effort was put into not just remastering the core game itself but to add more story elements to it to where it satisfies like longtime fans it's like oh hey there's something extra here that you, you can actually go through now you know that kind of adds on and stuff because i've i've heard like good things about say like xenoblade chronicles 2 that game on switch and people like there's some people that like that but uh for 
I'm just hearing a bunch of good things and excitement. And kind of, I'm kind of excited too with seeing how well the original Xenoblade Chronicles like sells on the Switch. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I was kind of surprised with the uh, drops of say the <laughs> like Jedi Knight Academy and stuff like that. That old PC like Xbox PS2 game, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, the Panzer Dragoon stuff, yeah, that that was kind of a out of left field thing as well. And uh, honestly, from initial reports of what I've been hearing, it's like the Panzer Dragoon game is like I'm hearing people not liking it too much because of how like certain things like frame rates and this and that are not as good as it should be. <laughs> but uh, other than that, though, what I really liked about it, it's like yeah, the Pokemon expansion stuff. Obviously, that was something that I was looking into. I still can't believe they actually went through and kept the name Mustard. For the dude, Master Mustard. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm still pretty excited about that. You know, there's there are lots of new things in order to do inside the area itself. And I believe towards the end of June is when they're trying to get the first DLC expansion out. But uh, I'm trying to remember, like, any other types of stuff from that Direct. Because, hell, we went through the whole thing of, like, the Pokemon stuff. And, uh... Whew. The Xenoblade stuff. Oh, yeah, the whole... what's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, the whole thing about the Smash Brothers like DLC pass with uh, a character from Arms. It was kind of weird in the way they kind of announced it because it was just kind of like almost like a a throwaway thought. You know, it's like, oh hey, yeah, you know what? We got the next character is going to be coming from the game Arms and stuff, but. Uh, you would obviously think, oh, okay, it's going to be the front runner of Spring Man. But they kind of left yeah. it to kind of an interpretation of, uh, you know, it's like, well, maybe it's not going to be Spring Man. Maybe it's going to be, like, someone else from that cast, you know. And obviously there were some, like, uh, there were a bunch of people online that were kind of salty. It's like, why from arms? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the whole, like, I don't know, like, with the whole DLC stuff, it's like the la- like with the last one. Well, you know, obviously I'm not a Fire Emblem fan, but like Arms, it was it was a fun little game. But I mean, it's weird that like that game came out four years ago, or three years ago. Like, time time's weird. Um, Twenty five years ago, uh, before March, the long long ago. Um, and like, I was like, why now? Like, I feel like that like would have made sense if it, like there was an Arms character at the beginning of the game when it came out. But uh, like, is there gonna be an Arms two? Is this building up to, or is it just like? People have been clamoring for an ARMS character that we don't know about. Is there a ground sell? Well, the, the thing about it that was striking this weird is right after they did that, they also went ahead with another trial thing for ARMS. That's you know, another, true, yeah. Another online yeah. trial thing. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like, the game has been out since like 2016. Why yeah. is this game that's getting close? It's going to be, it's out for, it's been out for three years. It's going to be out for four why are you adding another trial to this game where everybody has had a chance to play it? You know, a lot of the people that, have, like on the Switch, have been able to play this and that. Um, it just does not make sense why they would do that. Which I kind of, you know, I kind of feel like that maybe they're going to be going in with an ARMS 2 sooner or later. Because mm. they maybe they got, like, enough, like, attention or success or something like that to where... 
hey, maybe we can go through and like maybe you have an arms too or whatever. Well, but the game sold extremely well, but it was also like it came out like what three months after the the console came out. So at that point, we were all clamoring for something to play. We were all at clamoring for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, so we had what we had Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart, Splatoon two, and then that was and then Arms. That was like the four big games on the console at that yep. point. So, I mean, I get I, I don't know, like. I could see them like maybe like I, I'm curious what the what the what the audience is for Arms at this point. Um, you know, I, I I agree with you. I think it's gonna be uh, Spring Man. I think they're gonna do like the whole thing where you can do Spring Man or you can be Ribbon Girl kind of thing. Because um, those like those are like the hmm. two main characters for the game. Um, well, yeah, you know that would make a lot of sense. Unless they yeah. want to try to throw a curveball or something like that, and having something like <laughs> some... was it, the Green Blob guy, whatever his name. I can't remember his name. Oh god, I remember who you were talking about too. <laughs> that would yeah. be actually pretty damn hilarious. But uh Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I I'm Helix. I can't believe... Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Helix, yeah. <laughs> the DNA guy, yeah. Uh I don't know. I can't wait for the direct kind of like I mean I was it was weird. I had that weird feeling where I remember like I sat down on the couch and I pull I the first one of the first thing I do when I sit on the couch before I look at anything else, I look on YouTube to see if like Anything you know, anything going on like big news wise? Because I most things I subscribe to is video game stuff, anyways, and sports on YouTube. And I just had like that weird feeling, like, well, there's supposed to be a, like the rumor was there's supposed to be a direct coming out today. I wonder if they just shadow dropped one or something like that. Because I've done it before, you know, it's not the first time they shadow dropped a, a direct, and it just just so happened there it was because I, I you know I work I work nights so. Uh, I wake up pretty late and I'm like, oh shit, here it is, and I you know I was pretty excited to see it, <laughs> and uh, you know like what it's been eight months, seven months since we had one. I don't know. I came away from it kind of like, it started off weird with the whole, like, not weird, but like they came out like, hey, like things are, might change because of everything going on today with the, with, uh, the My virus. And, um, <laughs> you know, like dates might change. I, I feel like like they had like a big plan. That was the rumors going into this, like having that direct on, on March 26th was like, they're going to show a bunch of stuff for, not everything, but they're going to show a lot for stuff coming out in 2020. And then it's, Sounds like maybe because of everything going on in the last couple months, like they had to like kind of it's like, well, we need to have a direct because we want to show people what's going on because we have nothing planned for like for after Animal Crossing. That was it. I had nothing. So it was like they, they need to do something. It's the end of the fiscal year. They want to do show something. And I feel like this was like their like kind of like their change up they had to do to everything where it's like, you know, like some of the stuff makes sense being in there. I, the, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, um, I don't I don't know how great that game is doing like it was it did like it seemed like it did well it did like it was like a seven kind of game um but it sold fairly well but the expansion pass like okay whatever um reading for the adventure perfect timing to get a fucking update for that game seeing the fact that it's sold out of yeah. the water uh because everybody's buying it up now because of being at home for exercise uh and it's like 300 dollars to buy that fucking game now um i don't know i just feel like coming out of this like personally like from my standpoint like if you're someone that loves JRPGs, like this was a great fucking direct because you had Xenoblades <laughs> and Bravely Default. Um, oh yeah, so no that doubt. was kind of the big shit coming out of it, you know. Um, but I don't know. I can't wait from like you know where's the oh even some like said like Clubhouse games too, you know. Dude, I'm like... so pissed about that fucking game by the way. Why? Because I started watching that and I'm just like, please be it today. Please be a Shadow Drop today because that's like. <laughs> That's the perfect epic. That's game a to perfect play. game to play right now because it's like Courtney and I. We'll play cards or we'll play like uh, dominoes and shit like that. But it's like we don't really have like we we, were, we don't have like a lot of stuff to to like games we can play here at the house because she's not a gamer. She'll play with me sometimes. She's just, you know it's not her thing. But um, 
I'm like, this would be the perfect fucking game to play. There's all these card games on here. There's fucking, uh, you know, there's a bunch of domino games you can play. It would be fucking amazing. Goddamn June. Fuck. What the fuck? Yeah, and I plus know, it's, right? And it's 40 bucks. No, never mind. I don't want it. If it was 20 bucks and it was out today, buying that right away. But late June, well, who knows where it'll be Dude, late June. I, th- but. I think that was what uh, the price of Clubhouse games that first released on DS. I think that was the price that it was when that came out. Yeah, but I mean, uh, it's, it was like one of the highest selling games on the on the DS too. Which was, well, which yeah, was because it was, a, it was a good fucking amount of good games, you know? And it's like... And even with this Clubhouse games that's going to be coming out, I mean, it's a classic franchise that was on the DS, but it has 51, like, just various games. I'm very surprised that they had to push it to June. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, man. That, that's a perfect game today. Like, they're missing out on probably a lot of stuff. If that game came out today, it'd probably... I mean, I know, obviously, the game, it's not done, but if, like, it came out today or, like, this week or in the next couple of weeks... That game would probably sell ten times more than it will in June. <laughs> probably. Assuming things are better in June, but who knows? But um, I don't. Know, I just came away from this trek like I was just like, meh, you know, because like, man, I think part of that is definitely like you always have the issue with with directs where your mind goes crazy. Everything's anything's possible. Anything's in play. You know, they might just skip Metroid Prime Four and go straight to Metroid Prime Twenty Seven. Like that's possible, guys. <laughs> Let's lose our fucking minds. You know, it's like you just you think everything's possible, and I think it worked out. I think it was smart to like shadow drop this one because that was a big thing. Like last week, they had like the whole PlayStation Five reveal thing where they just talked. It was a very I watched first twenty minutes of it and I about fell asleep, so I stopped watching it. But it was just like they're just giving out very boring details about the PS Five, and it's like I don't understand that shit. I just want to be able like, is it pretty? What does it do? And what games are coming out for it? That's all I care about. Yeah, that's all that I want. was more. I know, even with the PlayStation Five stuff, you know, that was like a game developers sort of like conference sort of speech by yeah, Sony. Yeah. But like the problem was though is like they announced it two days ahead of time, so I think people were like, it gave them a chance to build up hype, you know. And that's right. sometimes an issue where like, hey, we're gonna have a Nintendo Direct in two days, so you build up hype and you talk about everything, and then everybody's coming up with fake rumors and shit like that. You don't know right. what to believe and what not to believe. And I, I think it was it was better to shadow drop it than to announce it. I think, right? Because um, and they even touted more... this thing as like a mini direct as well. You know, like yeah. it's not like say as big as some of the other ones, but uh, but yet for the things that were revealed and stuff like that. I mean, we've heard rumors about the whole Borderlands and the Bioshock everything. You yeah, know, and it's like yeah, those they 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 were, they were rated like two months ago, so we all knew they were coming out. Right, right, right. But I'll tell you what's also surprising is like Catherine full body coming on to Switch. That one I wasn't expecting. I mean, the whole yeah. stealth dropping of like Panzer Dragoon on the day of and stuff. But I'll tell you what, that indie game, good job. It actually seems like fun. that does look fun. Yeah. There's um there's this one game that came on Game uh, Xbox Game Pass that I can't remember what it's called. Oh fuck. I was just looking at it, but it's it, it's it looks really fun. I mean give me a second here and look it up. But it looked um, Game Pass. Uh, oh yeah, totally reliable delivery service. <laughs> it's like you're just like a, basically like an Uber driver kind of guy. It's like, you're like, but you're like delivering shit to people. Um, that game looked like it looks kind of like that, but you're a delivery driver and it looked like it could be fun too. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I think we're just gonna wait out, but stick with Nintendo for a thousand. Um, a bunch of shit came out uh, the last couple of days with uh, yeah, there's a lot of people backing this up it's not just saying it's rumors but it's true um, so 
go through all this it kind of started who was it with uh was it bgc started it i think um your gamer is backing it yep um there's a couple other bigger sites that are backing it too and i can't think of there names. are plenty of bigger sites that are actually supporting the initial rumors <laughs> yeah so uh we're gonna get like an h basically like a hd versions of uh mario galaxy mario galaxy 2 mario sunshine and mario 64 um for switch uh, and then also the three uh, Mario 3D World port uh, will be coming out sometime this year. Um, uh, but so the, the only thing is there's like confusion, not really confusion, but nobody can confirm whether or not that um, this will all be coming in one, like a, a Mario Super Mario All Stars Pack Two, or if this is going to be like individual games. Um, the one thing we can't, it sounds like it's been confirmed, is Mario 3D uh, World, the, that deluxe edition will be, um, it's going to have new levels and it will be its own separate thing. But no word on like the Galaxy, Galaxy 2, Sunshine, and Mario 64, if that's going to be one big pack or if it's going to be individual games. Um, I don't know. Like, you're more of the Mario guy than I am. Um, <laughs> Justin, by far, is more of a Mario guy than I am. Maybe the biggest Mario guy I know. Um Probably actually, he is the biggest Mario guy I know. Uh, I don't. I, I'm I'm excited for this from the Galaxy perspective because I've talked about this for years, uh, and Justin and I've had I don't know how many hours worth of discussions about Mario Galaxy and Galaxy Two about like I'd love to play that game and finally sit down and play it with a normal controller because um, I just you know I, I've, everybody knows I'm that been listening to the show long enough I don't I never was a big, I wasn't a big fan I burned out in the Wii stuff um, after a, about a year or so um, so I'd love to be able to sit down and play that game. But I'm not really clamoring to go back to Mario Sunshine or Mario 64. But I, Mario 3D World, that's I've been that's one game I've been clamoring for for years. I want to sit down and replay again. But um, I don't know, Gables, how how excited for you? And what you're hoping for out of this? Oh well, I'll tell you what. I'm taking everything with a grain of salt. But I want this to be real. I want this all to be real because my God. Not since Super Mario All-Stars, that game that came out for the Super Nintendo that had all of the NES, like uh, Mario games, Mario 1, 2, and 3, plus the lost levels and stuff like that. Not since that package have we had like all these different Mario games, like almost like either bundled or even like suggestions of like that on one platform. You know, it's been a long ass time. And to be perfectly honest, Nintendo was kind of the one that actually started this whole, like, uh, these whole, like, cluster, like, collection packs and stuff like that for their games. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I want this to be true, especially since the rumor going around is that that Super Mario 64 is going to be, like, remastered, quintessentially, for the Switch. Yeah, so the, the the key thing out of that, though, is it's not going to be built from the ground up. It's just going to be, like, a prettier version of the 64 version. Well, that's what they pretty much need, you know. If it's like yeah. if it's going to be polished or something to where it looks presentable on like 1080p and stuff like that, I would be perfectly happy with that. I'm yeah. not going to be super picky about it. I mean, if it's not all like remorked from the ground up, like a remaster to that extent, you know, it's like I don't care. It's Super Mario 64. I love playing Super Mario 64, <laughs> but uh, I am just equally excited. I want all this to be real. Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 are honestly some of my top favorite games of the last generation. And for good reason, too. The level, t- the level designs of both games, superb. A lot of the different types of stuff that you can do inside that game, I mean, hell, 
when everybody else had was touting like a lot of their game of the year stuff, like let's say like Mass Effect or Red Dead Redemption or this and that, you know, it's like yeah, I understood that, but there's a reason why Super Mario Galaxy in that in of itself was one of my top games of that generation. And it's because of the good quality of the level design, everything else inside of the game, you know? And uh, that alongside Super Mario Sunshine, I mean, hell, Super Mario Sunshine, that was a polarizing game when it came out. But at the same time, it's like, it's been long enough. That's one of, I mean, okay, I need to settle my thoughts just for one moment. Those three games, Mario Galaxy 1, Galaxy 2, and Super Mario Sunshine, those are the only three games, Mario games, that I have not readily played through in a hell of a long time. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, it's when those games were released, when those three games were released back when, you know, I played all of them and beat them all in that time frame. I think Mario Galaxy 2 was a little bit later. But those three, along with Super Mario 3D World, something that we were expecting to come out anyway, because the whole Wii U ports and stuff. Yeah. Doing a mass exodus on the Switch. But uh, those are fun. Those That whole just idea of having so many Mario games like that in 2020 is so un-Nintendo-like. Like, I can understand of having like a new Mario game. Right? Like a new Mario platforming game, or maybe like a successor to Mario Odyssey, you know. But having the remasters, like, released this year? Oh my god, man. That's gonna be freaking crazy in order to keep track of for me. <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, you know, I, I do have a question for you. So, like, assuming, let's just say they're all separate. They're not gonna put them in one big package together. How much would you be willing to pay individually for these games? $20. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I was thinking too. Like we're, yeah. I hope this is a pack because I, I definitely love to pick it up because like, the play you know just like to play Galaxy One and Two, um through. But I was I was curious like, that I, I don't know like I've heard people like mention like it would be smart maybe if they put them in like make it so you can only play these games if you have Nintendo subscription online subscription you know. But it's like I I I want to how many of the people that have a Switch have the online subscription already? Like I bet there's a decent amount, but um. Yeah, I was curious. Coming from you, that's that's the kind of person I was want to ask. Cause like, to be perfectly it's... honest with you, the quality of the games. Here's what I kind of feel that's going to happen if this is if this proves to be real. I'm thinking that they will release Mario Galaxy One and Two as a bundle set for like maybe forty bucks mm-hmm. on retail, or maybe even like not just retail, but obviously on the eShop as well. Mario Sunshine to be like a standalone thing, potentially like maybe a digital only type of thing. I know, well, actually, now that I think about it, now that I think about it, Tyler, it would actually make sense to bundle both Sunshine and the Mario 64 thing together as well. Yeah, they just do like $30 for each. Like well, you do like a, a, honestly, a bundle with Galaxy 1 and 2 and then a, a bundle with... Honestly, I could just see like just two different bundles, you know, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 and then Sunshine yeah. and 64 on the other. You know, you have yeah. four great Mario games and then you have what Nintendo would probably do the best bet is like just bundle, just have two bundles, sell them for 40 bucks. It's cheap and affordable for people to go through with and all of a sudden it's like come holiday time if they want to release it, like say in a September or maybe like even, God, even like a 
November sort of release. It's like, hey, you want to pick up a Switch? Here's Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. Or here, hey, you, uh, you've you been out of gaming for a while? Here, here's Sunshine and 64, games you played in your youth. You know, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. Especially if they have another, say, Super Mario 3D World to release in that time period. You know, 3D yeah. World? That would they would probably tout is almost advertised like it's a new a Mario game. game. Yeah. yeah, I think that I think that's true because like that game was definitely glossed over because I remember that game came out on the exact same day the PS4 launched. Yep, and it was just like that game got. I mean, the Wii U was already a buried console before those consoles came out, and then you got to talk. You know, I mean, that game sold really well. It's a it's a great it's a fantastic game. I love that game. Yeah, people but talked I, about that game, but it was buried by the PS4 news. Yeah, I mean, and being on a, a console that no one cared about, you know, so yep. they, they can definitely like kind of almost show that off and uh advertise it as a brand new mario game yeah i feel like yep. that, that's that's probably what they'll do um i think that will probably be their big november game this year is 3d world assuming some, they have something crazy that we know we don't know about but i don't know i feel like this is like a reloading year for them and i think it w- won't be the worst thing either because it's gonna suck because that game will get buried once again by the new consoles but um just th- but it wouldn't be the worst year to kind of like you know, you, you just kind of take a mulligan onto 2021 because the new console is coming out. That's what everybody's going to be talking about this holiday, all the big games coming out, you know, AAA games coming out then. Would be the worst of it. Maybe you just, like, if you have some big AAA games that aren't quite ready yet or whatever, or maybe you just they're ready, but maybe you push them off to the beginning of 2021 or you push them off to the holidays. You know, you can, like, give everybody a little more time to put, you know, work on those games. But, like, I could see them a, f- a few directions where maybe they put Mario 64, like, because last, I think it was last E3, um, they announced Super Nintendo games were coming to the uh, online subscription service. Yep. Maybe what they do with this is they announce, hey, N64 games are coming to the subscription service this September around E3 time or June, whatever. It's not E3 time anymore, but you know what I mean. Um, they announced, hey, coming this September, because that's when NES, the NES, SNES stuff came out. We're going to start releasing N64 games. Maybe they put the HD remaster of Super Mario 64 on there, and that's mm-hmm. a big way to cut Because a lot of most, most, I guarantee the majority of people that have online subscriptions for Nintendo, you know, they, they, they bought it day one. That ends in mid to late September, I want to say. That's a good mm-hmm. way to get them to resubscribe. Hey, the HD Mario, Mario 64, it's on here. The only way you could play it is by having online subscription. Those people re up and buy that. Then you have Mario Sunshine, Galaxy, Galaxy 2, 60 bucks, Mario, Super Mario All Stars 2. Yeah, that could have happened as well. Or, you know what? They could be doing the same thing like they would, uh, they did say earlier on by when they did release the Super NES like uh, stuff. Maybe they're going to have 64 and GameCube. Yeah, no, I, I, there, there's a lot of ways you can go about it. But I think, yeah, if the, the, I'm, we're all, this is pretty much happening, it sounds like. Um, yeah. I could see this like maybe they, like the Paper Mario game that was was in the rumor too, but everybody knows about that. It's been talked about for a few months now. Like We've it's, heard it's... about this Paper Mario game that supposedly is being worked on. That's supposed to be going back to the whole roots of the series. Yeah. And I'm honestly, I do not have any expectations for it. No, me neither. Sticker Star and Color Splash. I'll That's tell you what, all. Sticker, yeah. Sticker Star. I do. Obviously, you know my disdain on Sticker Star. Yeah, Color Splash. Same. I didn't even have a chance to play it. I know Justin played it. He enjoyed what he played, but he he came away from it. At the, I remember at the beginning he was fighting us on that when that first came out, and he's like ten fifteen hours in. He's like, I, I enjoy this game. I don't understand why you guys don't like. We don't like about this. And there's like, as he got through the game, he's like, I can see why you guys don't like this. Like he, he liked <laughs> it. He still enjoyed it, but he came around to our point. And 
but yeah, it's the same thing. Where it's like you know, like the the Mario, the Super Mario, Super Pip Mario game was okay on the Wii. Um, Honestly, with that, uh, you know, I actually enjoyed Super Paper Mario. I mean, hell, it wasn't an RPG epic though, but yeah, it was still a good game. Yeah, it was it was still good, but it wasn't like what you wanted. You yeah. Know? Um. But like, yeah, like you said, like Secret Star was hot garbage. Um. Color Splash, Damn Bar Planet. The what? Thousand Year Door was the oh, one of the greatest games of all for, time. It's one of the standards for Paper Mario games. It's, yeah, even if they take that game and remaster that, that would be fucking amazing. But yeah, I, what yeah. I've been hearing a new Paper Mario game. So it's yeah, like, I would be fine either way with if they can go back to the roots and nail it. But yeah, but like even like the the Mario and Luigi Paper Jams that came out on 3DS, where like they tried to like make it like, hey, it's like it's like the Mario, the Paper Mario that you love. But we're also tying into the to this. It's like it didn't it just didn't hit the, it didn't nail the landing. So I don't know. I I could see. I I really feel like the big November game this year is going to be Mario 3D World Deluxe. That's going to be the big Mario, the November game. Assuming assume what with what we know. I don't know. I mean, does something big come out? And then the Pokemon DLC Pack Two will probably come out in November. And then yep. you got to think uh, September. Will be the Paper Mario game, but I don't know who knows. Like they're 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 not shy about like they'll announce the game and release it two months later, and then will the All Star thing come out sometime late summer in October maybe? I I see that, but I I really think this is gonna be like that's gonna be the, Mar- the fall is gonna be the year of Mario for sure. I I feel like they're gonna yeah. have the, the, the it's the 35th stuff. anniversary for Mario, yeah. so makes sense. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm excited because I would love to. Like I said, I just want to play. 3D World again, and then the Galaxy games would be fucking awesome. Um, but we need to move on because we're like long in the tooth, and we got a lot of shit to talk about still. Ah. Um, so I don't know. This one we can gloss over really fast. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered actually came out t- today's Wednesday, April April first, um, and it just shadow dropped. Uh, well, it, it, they tried to shadow drop it, but it, it kind of leaked the day before. Uh, <laughs> the Modern Warfare 2 Remastered for the, single, the campaign mode uh, came out on Tuesday. Uh, yesterday, as a recording, it's twenty bucks, I believe. Um, we t- what we talked about last week, but I just kind of want to go over it just to mention. Hey, we talked about last week, and now it's out. I I, I think it's kind of cool that it came out because I feel like that game. The talk around it is like that game was supposed to come out in like May ish or something. Like they were gonna when they reveal the new Call of Duty that's coming out this fall, they were gonna like mm-hmm. announce Shadow Drop it then. But it sounds like kind of a cool thing they did with with it is like everybody's at home fucking put it out now and it's also the last day of the fiscal year so we'll get a nice boom of sales too so it's a win-win for for everybody that wants that game and 20 bucks ain't bad because i remember that the first modern warfare even though i know they had they they did they put the online in there as well it's like it, they put it out for 40 bucks so yep 20 bucks ain't bad um i don't know anything you want to say before we move on to that one um not really i have no interest in it yeah, I mean, if it goes out on sale, I might pick. If it's like ten bucks, I might pick it up, and there's just nothing else for me to play. But uh, yeah, I mean, I have fond memories of that game, but um, I'll, I'll wait. Uh, moving on to another topic here. So I'm bringing this up. I haven't actually read this article yet, to be honest. But um, I wanted to mention this because it's something we've talked about quite a bit um, over the last year or so. Not quite a bit, but a few times. Uh, so Phil Spencer, the uh, boss of Xbox, is. Uh, he uh, put the axe on the Scalebound Revival rumors. So if people don't remember, that was a big game. They showed off like three E3s in a row and then finally canceled it. And there's been rumors and stuff about how like Nintendo is trying to bring it back. Um, it's a platinum game. Uh, but uh, so he finally came out today. And um, so I'm just going to read this article. Uh, 
So, every once in a while, rumors and wishful thinking for the revival of Platinum Games canceled Project Scalebound surfaced on the internet. Xbox Division head Phil Spencer talked about during an interview on IGN. Spencer, Spencer mentioned that he has a ton of respect for Platinum Games and Hideki Kamiya, who was supposed to be working on it. Now he's working on Project GG. Uh, he feels no ill will towards uh, about Scalebound's cancellation. Uh, unfortunately, uh, what they tried to tried did not work, and he regrets being so public about the game before a real believable plan was in place. Uh, Scalebound simply didn't get together, and this goes uh, and this goes across both Microsoft's own team and Platinum. Uh, so he, um, this is his quote here. Phil Spencer had, "We're not working on it. I'm not at Platinum today, but I'm almost positive they're not working on it. It's something we've all moved past, but it, and it's not a moment that I see as a high point for me in my role." Having to cancel a game that we've talked about for years, but yeah, for people out there that are kind of thinking that maybe there's some things that still don't work, there's not. So um, there it is. It's not happening. Uh, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. Because uh, I remember there's a lot of hype and a lot of hope, a lot of hope for people when uh, that Nintendo was bringing it back. But um, yeah, it's not happening. I don't know. Anything you want to mention on that one, Gables? Well, it's pretty self explanatory right there. Mm-hmm. It's like you have the guy in charge, you know, Phil Spencer and stuff, just saying, hey, you know what? There's no validity to these rumors and stuff like that. You know, the whole craziness that people thought Nintendo was going through and resurrecting it. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I have nothing more really to add to it. Yeah, and plus, uh, Microsoft owns the uh, the name of Scalebound. So Nintendo or whoever wanted to remake it or Platinum wanted to remake it or finish it, they'd have to get the rights from them to be able to finish it. Um, and I don't see that happening. Um, especially what that was like four years ago. That game was three years ago. The game was canceled. So, yep. Um, moving on. So I, Gables, I don't, I, I've tried to wrap my head around this fucking news and I don't understand it. I don't want like near automata. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows I love that game. Um, so you actually sent this to me on Twitter and I was like geeking yes. out when I heard this and I'm like, and then I read it and I don't fucking understand it whatsoever. <laughs> like, so there's this, uh, um, um, oh, God damn! It, I always forget his name. Imran uh, Im- Imran Khan. He worked for Game Informer. Anyways, he, he's he's a, a part time. Imran Khan. Imran Khan. Thank you. I can never. I always forget his name. Uh, but he works for Game. He used to work for Game Informer. Now he's a part timer. Um, for uh, 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 kind of funny, and he he works for a few other websites as well. Um, but he's actually writing a book about near. Um franchise and like the the world and everything about it um because like i love near automata but that game doesn't make i don't understand what the fuck is happening like in the world itself um just there's robots like simulating sex but um so anyways uh they announced two new near games there's one that's coming to phones and then it is near replicant uh version uh 0.1.22474487139 uh, it's now in development for ps4 xbox one and pc um, Steam is put in parentheses. Steam, because I guess you gotta do that now. Um, and the uh, it's a third-person action RPG. Uh, it's being development with with Toy Logic. Um, and uh, so they also have the director from Dragon Guard and Nier Automata working on it. They have the composer from uh, the, the uh, Nier Automata, which is awesome because some of the best music in gaming, uh, I, I feel, is from that game. The the music in that game is beautiful. Um, and they also have one of the main producers from Nier Automata working on it as well. Um, but I'm like, oh, is this just like a remake of the original Nier game from PS3? I didn't realize this until the other day. Dragon Guard from like PS1, uh, I believe it was, it was actually like 
in the near universe and near automata is based off of like there's like this like dragon guard has like a bunch of multiple endings you can get and there's this one ending that very few people actually got but near automata is based off that ending but ten thousand years in the future yeah like to be perfectly honest with you tyler it's <laughs> so if i did not even think about that i mean i understand <laughs> that dragon guard had some relation to the near franchise yeah but let me lay it down to you exactly what exactly this announcement kind of means okay please so, thank god someone explain it to me in layman terms I'm all right understand. all right so back last generation in japan there were two near games one was the one that we got in the west you know near yeah you know? just near that's yeah. called near gestalt mm-hmm. the one that's coming out is the other game that's never released before inside of the u.s called near replicant oh okay so both of those games, actually, Near Gestalt and Replicant, are prequels to Automata. So, to be perfectly honest, both of those games are set inside of that same universe and stuff. For Replicant, you get to control like, uh, like a like a boy and stuff like that, helping the sister and stuff. Whereas in the other Near game that we got on the 360 and the PS3. You played as an old man that's lived for a hell of a long time and stuff, but <clears throat> that's pretty much... I had to go through and do some research on it myself because I understood that there was a near game that was coming out. However, I was confused in regards to if this one was the same, like you were thinking, was the same as what we had gotten last generation, which it's not. So, here's the thing. If you guys want to see what Near Replicant is, there's actually playthroughs of the game, like the Japanese version, on YouTube currently. So if you want to get a little bit of like a hint of the gameplay and everything, it's quintessentially it's quintessentially what inspired Near Automata in terms of its gameplay. So there yeah. are a bunch of interesting action points. Obviously, this Near Replicant is probably going to be reworked kind of close in like maybe combat in terms of maybe Nier Automata, how that was structured. I know for, personally, I don't really have too much familiarity with it. I have Nier Automata. have not played it. Oh, so great. I know that people love the game. I know people... I know people that absolutely love Drakengard and love the Nier franchises. But it kind of blew me away just to thinking it's like, oh, okay, one of the endings to Drakengard 3, I think it was, that played inside of, like... Okay, this is what led to the whole, like, uh, conclusion of Nier uh, yeah. franchise, you know? It's like, you have both of the same creators that are working on Nier Replicant and who worked on Nier Automata and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, of course, it's going to be a natural evolution. Both of those series are intertwined inside of the same universe. But uh, other than that, there's really not too much else I could say without having to experience the games myself. But from what I'm hearing from fans, I mean, they're just jubilant because they have not, they've been clamoring for this game to come out for the past 10 years, quintessentially. It was yeah. one of those games that was just left in Japan and did not make its way over during the PS3 and 360 era. Yeah, so I, I actually, I, I did some searching here and... Um... I found a little synopsis on what Near Replicant uh, is going to be. So, set in post uh, a post-apocalyptic world, easy for me to say, Near Replicant version 
2247448739 is put uh put is puts is puts you okay that's a misspelling there that's throwing me off um it it puts you in a role of the titular near a young man on a quest to cure his sister yona of a deadly disease what they discover will make them question everything they they thought they knew uh, the original Nier re- release has an interesting his- history. In Japan, there were two versions of the game, Nier Replicant and Gasalt, like you mentioned. Um, yep. Nier Replicant focuses on brother Nier and his sister Yona. So that makes, that's where the, the title comes from. Okay. Um, and Nier Gasalt, uh, Gasalt, the main character, was father Nier, and Yona was what uh, is his daughter. Uh, and uh, Okay, so the, in the, the one we got, you played as the dad. And yep. then the one they got, you play as a brother. Okay, okay. Makes it's okay, okay. Not gonna be like that. All right, fucking near man. Great game. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm excited. I, I, if it's if it's just more near Tomo, that's all I want, and I'm all Seeing for it. Seeing you so. excited for an RPG is actually kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Especially a very Japanese, <laughs> a very RPG. Japanese RPG. It's yeah. like two elements of something you don't really mix well. Japanese Not anymore. No, culture yeah. in RPGs. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> Catherine near and near that in Dragon Ball Fighters. That's it. That's like my my love for uh, Japanese uh, shit. So now, uh, if you ever got into the Persona games, you probably would see what the actual <sighs> peak of a Japanese RPG is. I won't lie, Gables. <laughs> there's that FOMO kicking in that I've been talking about. I was talking about last week with Animal Crossing. Uh-huh. It's kicking in with Persona Five Royal. But I know, I know, like I'll probably like that game, but I'll never be able to finish it. Like it's it's because it's more like we were talking about before, like we were talking about for the show when you told me you got it. I'm like that's again like. Like you were like giving really dove into it. I'm like, yeah, that's one of those games you need like an hour to like minimum to like really play that kind of game. But and I'll I, tell you what, oh, there's God. a bunch of different difficulty levels to it, and oh. if you actually just want to go through and experience the story, <laughs> Gables, are, are are you tempting right right now? Are you teasing me? Is that what you're trying to do? Here? I know you used to be a closet JRPG fan back. Then. I was never closeted. <laughs> I was a big. I was I was very much an out. Uh, JRPG fan that I never hit that uh, back back in the day. I made I was made fun of constantly in in middle school when everybody was playing. They're war. I was over here being the cool kid playing fucking goddamn uh, Skies of Arcadia Legends. Fucking nerds well, playing their gears. <laughs> yeah, it's a great game. <laughs> I don't I don't know why I did that, but yeah, no, I, I used to walk around Nintendo Power, dude, in fucking middle school and read it. <laughs> Front to back for a whole month till a new one came out. So, dude, never... I used to do the same thing. <laughs> oh man, man, I miss those days. No one's be- better had, coming to get off the time that we had like a freaking like reading thing or something like that in high school. I'd just take one of my freaking player's guides and I would just start reading yeah. like Paper Mario a Thousand Year Door. <laughs> yeah, the best, dude. No one's better than the in middle school and like high, even high school, early high school, then like getting off the bus and walking home. And you know, like you check the, the first thing I would do is check the mail every day. And I'm like, oh, get you pop up with that new goddamn fucking Nintendo Power because yep. internet wasn't a big thing back then, early 2000s. So I was like, bam, fucking, there's a new James Bond game coming out here soon. Really? Okay, cool. Why is it it's on the cover? That's cool. Whatever. Read that shit. There's this game I never heard of. Skies of Arcade. There's a legend. There's a an ad for it here. <laughs> that game looks cool. Buying that. 20 years later, still talking about it. Fucking goddamn right. Man, we're fucking nerds, Gables. <laughs> well, hey, at least we're more accepted now than we were twenty years ago. That's true. That's true. That's true. Even 
Uh, even Courtney has like accepted my nerdism. She's like even like allowed me to buy a shelf to put all my amiibo and shit on. It's, it's, oh it's my like, god! Like there's literally a whole section of our apartment that's just my nerd shit. And then she talks me into buying more shit for it. It's it's, it's growing. She bought me a Goomba, like a big Goomba thing for Christmas. Actually, yeah. that sits over here. It's pretty cool. It's like it's like an actual like a backpack, but I mean, it's I I'm, I'm so I'm a big guy, so it doesn't actually fit on me. But <laughs> it's cool to have over here. I have. She actually bought me like uh some like for her anniversary back in January. She bought me um, so she made some framed photos of Trico from Last Guardian. Oh, yeah. So I actually have them framed and on the oh, wall. Wow. And we have one that's coming from it's coming from China, so who knows where the fuck we're gonna get it? She ordered it like two months ago, but you know everything went to shit over there a while back. But we this big, huge, like framed photo that's actually like painted. Um, oh, and that's supposed wow. to be. But so I have like the three pictures and like a, a like kind of like one on the left and one on the right and the one on the top. But there's a big gap in the where I can put that one up at it yeah. with my Trico statue. So whenever we get that, if we ever get it, um, it's gonna go there in the middle. So yeah, so she's uh, the only thing she won't let me uh, play um, is Catherine. Um, so I, I have to play <laughs> she, that she won't let you play that game. No, I started playing. I tried playing it uh, a while back when I was like, before. <laughs> yeah, she's like, don't ever play this. Don't play this in front of me. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I I, I understand. It's like I try. I, you know, as much as you try, I feel like the more I try to explain that game to her, I just talk myself into a corner. So it's just like, all right, that's fine. Uh, so I have to play. Uh, if I'm gonna this sit down and play game it, where you cheat. Yeah, this is a game where you cheat on a girl that's also the same name as the girl that you're dating. And then in this version, there's actually a second version of a girl that you cheat on with with also the same name as a girl that you're dating. So, yeah. It just doesn't go well. Yeah, definitely not the type of game you want to play with your girlfriend around. <laughs> no, no, no. Especially because it is kind of like anime porn. Oh, well, yeah. Like yeah. a hentai. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so this is kind of some really cool. Though. Speaking of Last Guardian Gables, uh, oh, that's a, a segue almost by me. Uh, that has happened almost ever in the show. Uh, but so Epic Games has announced that they have actually gone to a partnership where they're going to be publishing games for uh, Gen Design, Play Dead, and Remedy. Um, oh. So this is the news. This is from the article from actually EpicGames.com. Uh, so Epic Games is announcing a new plat- multi-platform op- uh, publishing effort with uh, developers um, Gen Gen Design, who actually so they worked on Last Guardian, but it's all they have the director who worked on Ico and um, Shadow of Colossus. He left. People don't remember in the middle of the Last Guardian development, he actually left the studio and made his own studio. He used to work for he used to head up Japan Studios, and he left and made his own game. Or left to make his own studio, but came back and helped finish up Last Guardian. So, um, Gen Designs that new studio, but uh, yeah, so they have a lot of good, you know, good background there. Play Dead, obviously, Inside and Limbo, two of the best yep. games to come out in the last decade, and then Remedy Entertainment, who just made Control, one of the best games of last year, but also um, Quantum Break, uh, Alan Wake. Uh, they made the Max Payne games. Uh, almost rhymed there for a second, but and then I blew it up with the Max Payne thing. So, um. So they announced a big deal with them. Uh, I guess they're going to be publishing the next two Remedy games. One is supposed to be like a, a big third-person multi, uh, multi-platform game. The other one's going to be a smaller game. So no idea what those are going to be. Obviously, they just released the, the first DLC pack for Control uh, this week. So they're all, they're still working on that shit. So they're pretty early on, it sounds like. Um, uh, but uh, anyways, um, yeah, so they announced a new deal. Uh, that it's going to be 50, 50 they're going to pay for up to 100% of the 
uh, making the game, uh, making publishing the games, uh, advertisement, and then they're going to do a 50-50 profit sharing. So I think that's pretty cool uh, with that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that's great because we haven't seen anything from Gen Studios. I don't think they've actually ever released a, whole, a game before. They just worked on Last Guardian. Uh, so that gives me hope that maybe something's coming down the pipeline soon. Who knows? Uh, or at least that's going to give them some, they'll give them something so they can move on and then actually get a game out, play dead. Um, they, te- they actually released a screenshot like three years ago for the next game. And we have gotten nothing from them since. And then obviously remedy just releasing a game. So I don't know, like you love to play dead games, but I don't know how much where you're at with the other stuff. So, I mean, I don't know where, where are you at on this one? I'm actually very glad that uh, Epic is stepping in to help these uh, these developers out. What essentially is like, you know what, gives you a little bit more of an extent. It gives them a little bit more incentive and stuff. Like Epic just to go ahead and help them try to develop like some like fun, like say developing like say bigger games for what they initially want to do. You know, especially for developers like Remedy and stuff. And you know. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say about it. You know, I like that fact and stuff. I just really don't have too much just to really share upon it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just kind of, it's more of like a, it's cool right now. That's awesome to hear, but it's probably not going to see something like that for a long while. a year or so, or longer. Yeah, but um, moving on. So we have a couple more topics here. We'll, we'll go over one uh, this one here. So uh, today, actually, uh, Bethesda announced that they're not going to be doing a... Uh, a digital event for this June. Uh, so when E3 got canceled, there was talks of like, it seemed like pretty much everybody was just going to do a digital like event, like a Nintendo direct. But, um, mm-hmm. even like Microsoft and uh, a couple of like Nintendo and a few other studios like said, Hey, we're still going to have our event there, but it's just be digital. Um, so Bethesda is the first one to come out and say they're not actually going to be doing anything this year. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, a bit of a bummer. Uh, cause they're kind of in a weird place right now. Obviously, like they've had like uh, Doom has helped a lot, but like the last handful of games, like 2019 was not a great year for them. Uh, yeah, almost, last and, E3 was not a great day. It was not a great thing no, for them last year either. No, so like, I don't blame them for not wanting to even share anything. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like it was. It was a weird. You know, obviously, like Wolfenstein Youngblood came out. Didn't I like? I enjoyed it, but uh, didn't come out to a uh, big, very well. Uh, wasn't received very well. Obviously, Fallout 76 is still a problem. They're still delaying expansions. A lot of it has to do with, with the with the My coronavirus. But um, yeah, so they've had the best couple of years. Doom has obviously helped um, a lot. But it was just like I, I think I was hopeful to see what their what their what the plan was for like the future. You know, like okay, like you guys had a rough past. Doom, like you're on. You're like all right. Doom came out. Like you're on like a good upswing here. Like let's see if we can keep the momentum going. Um, so I'm curious, like. What's going to happen? Maybe they'll tie themselves in with, with the third-party stuff. Maybe they'll tie themselves with Nintendo or Xbox or maybe with uh, with, with PlayStation and stuff like that. Like, the stuff they're going to show off. Because, like, last year they showed off the the things that people were most excited about for them that they talked about were, like, stuff they actually had no gameplay for. They just, like, an- announced with some CG trailers. So, uh, they even kind of t- talked about how they were going to talk about more about some of these games at this E3. But, obviously, that's not happening now. Um, so a little disappointing here because, but it, it, it's weird to me too, because like Bethesda is almost like some, a lot of their, their E3 press conferences are basically, they're the most like a direct, even though they do it in a studio or, or they do it in like a yep. theater. They like, there's been a couple of them where they just like, 
uh, uh, P. Hines comes out at the beginning and says, Welcome to Bethesda E3, blah, blah, blah. Here it is. Enjoy. And they just watch the screen for an hour. Like this theater, people watch the screen for an hour and then that's it. Like it's just, it's basically a, a direct in a theater. And it's like they're the most like them. So I'm kind of surprised they're not just going to do that minus the theater. Um, so I don't know. But I'm curious about what their plan is to announce their stuff later on. Maybe they'll just kind of like announce stuff every, uh, maybe they'll do like a Platinum 4 type of thing where they're just going to announce, you know, every so often we'll get a big announcement from them. Or like I said, maybe they'll tie them into a different, uh, with somebody else's announcements with like the new maybe the PlayStation 5 reveal or Xbox Series X stuff or Nintendo. I don't know. What about you, Gables? Well, that's definitely possible. Part of that also probably is uh, they don't want to put any more probably bad publicity out. That alongside with the Maisha coronavirus going on, you know, it's not like going to be like, uh, it's probably not going to be on the forefront of a lot of people's minds, especially at Bethesda to go through and try to address some bits of like the new game releases and stuff. But at the same time, they could just go through and share what types of information in regards to new games or even like the... Uh, Suppose a DLC for Doom Eternal, or even like some more updates for, say, Fallout 76, because that game is still broken. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But maybe also it does give them the out, too. That's kind of, you know, like, hey, like, we don't actually have anything good to talk about or enough to make a big press conference out of. So maybe it's like this is like they're taking this as like this is their way of like backing out without, you know, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, it makes sense, whatever, not a big deal. But um, moving on. To our uh, last thing, I don't know if you know this, Gables. Um, Randy Pitchford of uh, Gearbox uh, is a fucking douchebag. Uh, so he runs Gearbox. He's been the face of the company for ever. I've never seen interviews with him back when Borderlands One came out. Um, so I'm just gonna read this article. This kind of came out a little later um, today, this afternoon for us. Uh, so. Uh, Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford is currently tw- trending on Twitter following a new report claiming that the company's underpaying employees promised uh, bonuses for Borderlands 3 uh, development. The report has sp- sparked outrage among uh, gamers and developers alike, reigniting conversations about the game industry working conditions. Uh, this report originally came from uh, Jason Schreier of Kotaku. Uh, contained information that Gearbox had initially promised bonuses potentially worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. However, the company is only g- actually giving small bonuses to employees Gearbox uh, pays substandard salaries to its employees with the idea that the bonuses, which are based on revenue sharing, uh, will uh, make up the deficit. Um, Pitchford, who allegedly received a uh, $12 million bonus in 2016 that they tried to keep secret, um, was reported as saying that anyone unhappy with the bonus uh, could quit, leading to further pushback against him specifically. Just This guy sounds lovely. Um, Pitchford has finally has found himself in the internet spotlight before after a messy lawsuit alleged that he had physically assaulted Claptrap voice actor David uh, David Eddings. Additionally, Pitchford has been accused of leaving a USB flash drive at medieval times, which was said to contain underage pornography. Um, these sort of points, coupled with the new report, have led to a large amount of backlash against Pitchford on Twitter, causing his name to appear under trending with the, within the gaming uh, search uh, gaming sorry gaming community. Sorry, I don't know why I fumbled that. But, um, yeah. So this guy uh, is well been known to be a douchebag with thin skin. Um, he's coming for president. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This, this shit pisses me off. It's like, okay, you, you bring people in under, you know, like, hey, we're going to give you less. But 
after the game comes out, it's Borderlands. It's going to sell well. Everybody knows that. It was, one that was like, I think it was like the third or fourth best-selling game of last year. Um, and it came out in September. Like, we're going to give you this big, huge bonus, you know, and it's going to make up for it, and and then some. And they come out and say that for a lot of people, they're not getting anything at all, or they're getting a fraction of what they're supposed to get before. And to in a time like now, like, probably the worst crisis that any of us have will ever have ever or will ever be in in our entire lives. Hopefully this is the worst, you know, like fuck this guy and, and fuck gearbox. Like it's always that weird thing of like, you talk about like where like companies like use their employees and make them crunch and wear them out and burn them out. And it's like, do I want to buy this game and support it? Like, Cause I, I'm really excited about this game. Like last was too. like there's how there's all about crunch and there's issues there right now. Um, but it's like, do I want to buy Last of Us 2? Like, I, I'm looking forward to the game, but it's like, do I want to support this Naughty Dog when they're doing shitty things to employees? Or do I buy this to, like, show, like, like the work you did was worth it? You know, it's like it's that weird thing you're in with them, but it's just, I don't understand how this guy fucking stays employed. I don't get it. Like, any other company, I feel like this guy would have left. Like, he would have been, he would have, he would have stepped down or something or took a leave of absence. But this guy, like, Every year, it seems like he steps on a fucking rake, and he just we we move on, or he just get, he just keeps going. I don't I don't I don't give us fuck this guy. What about you? Well, to be perfectly honest, going a full year or something like that without hearing some about Randy Pitchford in some way, shape, or form, yeah, that's pretty much. I guess it's too much to ask, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this is not a surprise by me by any stretch of the imagination i mean he has a continuous track record of just being a douchebag or being some sort of debuggery he's a stereotypical and i'll be perfectly honest with you he is a stereotypical stereotypical like freaking you know like in the 1980s like their movies and stuff where you know like these corporate dudes that were just complete and utter douchebags that would Mm -hmm. just do anything to their employees in order to sort of suck them dry well, that's Randy Pitchford in and of himself in a nutshell. And quintessentially, like Henry Rollins sang about in the 1990s and stuff, this dude is a liar. Just pure and simple. He'll try to make everything sound all nice and neat and everything like that. He'll entice you with this things and that things. And to be perfectly honest with you, back when Borderlands 2 first came out and stuff, a lot of bonuses were handed out to their employees and stuff to the extent where you know what people were able to go through some employees were able to go through and like purchase houses this and that and stuff i mean hell they deserved it because they reaped the benefits of how successful borderlands 2 was in and of itself borderlands 3 this game is the first major success from gearbox since that borderlands 2 came out yeah quintessentially and of course they were promised all throughout that they were going to be getting bonuses and even when they were working hard into the night and had to make deadlines and this and that, it was drilled into their heads. Hey, you have to go, hey, man, you're going to have this big elaborate like bonus and stuff like that, you know, this and that. And then the day before they are initially supposed to get them, not, maybe like, like a, maybe an exaggeration, like not like a, the day before, but inside of a freaking pandemic crisis, in terms of the success of how Borderlands 3 did... To tell your employees, to tell your actual workers that have spent that much, hey, you're not going to be getting that elaborate type of bonus, you know, that you were promised from the beginning and stuff, that is an absolute slug to the gut. 
That yeah. is an absolute ass move. And that is just something that's just borderline morale, just morally evil in that regards. This dude, this dude buries himself enough on Twitter. Dude is yeah. that dude that will basically go, it's basically kind of like this way. It's that, it's that stupid, it's that, uh, <laughs> it's an annoying kid in the class where it's like, instead of a classroom setting, you have that one kid that will just grade on you and just like, annoy the shit out of you or annoy the shit out of everyone else and when the teacher leaves the room everybody else conjures up they gang up on that kid and they toss him out of the class mm-hmm. <laughs> but in this case and scenario you know it's like for Randy Pitchford it's like he's in a major he's like in a major like uh, president like president role inside the company he made up the excuses that uh Oh, you know what? The higher development costs and stuff for, you know, was more so than we expected for Borderlands 3 and this and that and stuff. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I do not feel any type of remorse for any picture at all because back in 2016, he took a $12 million bonus. And to be quite honest with you, a lot, even with that $12 million bonus, there was like suspect that uh, he was taking money in terms of like out of like Gearbox software's like share because apparently there's like a 60% for management and then there's like a 40% for everyone else and so the whole accusations thrown thrown back even as far back as 2016 is that he initially took from that chunk of the 40% mm-hmm. but uh, there's nothing really else I can say about it Randy Pitchford at the most inopportune moment and the worst possible way you can go through and address your workers and saying, hey, you're not going to be getting this and that. You're not going to be getting this bonus that you deserved, especially after working through a lot of the bullshit with Battleborn, with Colonial Marines. Oh, in order to be told, hey, if you don't like it, just quit. Oh, oh, that is just next levels of low. That's even lower than freaking, like, stomping through some fucking garbage or, like, rolling inside dog crap or whatever the hell. Yeah. You know? uh, this, I hope, this is the kind of guy that needs, um, uh, like, woken up being the shit kicked out of him with, uh, people walking out pillowcases full of bars of soap. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's been, in days like today and times like now, it's like, I don't know. It's like. You don't have the money to give him a bonus, you know. I mean, regardless, if you know, if you don't have it, just don't say anything or don't tell him or tell him we get it later. But it's just to do it now is the fucking worst when they've been waiting on it, anticipating it, and who knows how many people that aren't working right now out of there are now like maybe they're making a fraction of what they were before. Who knows? Like, I don't know. That guy's a piece of shit, um, and I, I, I hope before too long he's gone like really he needs to go um i do want to mention though while um we were talking about the whole catherine thing uh i got a text from courtney who's in the other room who heard me mentioning like why are you talking about cheating on me (laughs) 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 so i had while you while you were talking i had to back my way on that i can't escape this game gables Now the seeds of the seed have finally been sown. Uh, I, I talked my way out of it. She understood it. Once I explained, once I said Catherine, she's like, oh, okay, LL dick. But I can't, this game is going to haunt me forever. I should have, I should have never bought this game. It's the worst. 
thing I've ever done in my entire life was rebuying this game on PS4. It's, it's, it's never going to go away. But uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Almost two hours uh, long. Wow. A really long episode. I was worried going into this that we were gonna have we were only gonna have like a forty minute podcast. So we spent fifty minutes talking about Animal Crossing and Doom. So <laughs> uh, well, which, that was awesome. Um, hope you enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to us again this week. Um, if you want to hear more from us, we have a uh, a Facebook page, we have a Facebook group, we have a Twitter, uh, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, we're on all those places, iTunes. Just search for uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast or uh, Drunk Dash Nerds, um, and you'll find us. Subscribe, uh, follow, five stars, leave comments, reviews, whatever you can do to help us. We really appreciate it. Uh, Share it, please. Um, Anything you can do to help, we really, like I said, we appreciate. Um, So, yeah, check us out in those places. Oh, also go to twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Um, He's been doing some streaming on there, like he said earlier. Uh, since uh, we're all in the in the coronavirus quarantines, uh, so yeah, uh, I was your host. I was Tyler, and I've been Colonel Gable. So until next time, everyone. I hope you stay safe. I hope you wash your hands, and definitely do not go outside, yep. especially when the coronavirus is acting this aggressively. But among all else, just have yourselves a nice day, and thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And uh, wash your ass too. Also, shit. Cables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. too many beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number